Our slogan is um, life changing apparel. Mm-hmm. So the whole mission is to wear your faith mm-hmm. and express your love for God. You know, um, don't be bold because without him, we're nothing. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. In this season, we will take a look back at some of our favorite interviews. We will revisit the in-depth and often surprising stories from some of our outstanding Prince Georgians. We will review concepts from education to business to the Center for Performing Arts, all in Prince George's County. And of course, every episode we will share the latest local weather and news. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is January 14th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, we revisit a fashion designer, beauty consultant, entrepreneur, and another native Prince Georgian. What if you were driven by faith? Find out how bountiful business and life can be. Hear that interview with our Prince Georgian of the Day, Selena Dingle, right after the weather. In today's weather, we're looking for a little bit of rain. Temperatures just under 50 degrees. Tonight, the rain clears out and our low will drop down to just under 40 degrees. Tomorrow, our high temperature will be right around 57 degrees with a 20% chance of rain. Low tomorrow night in the mid-40s with clearing skies. According to the National Weather Service, our sunrise was at 724 this morning, and our sunset will take place at 507 this afternoon. That's the weather for today, January 14th, 2020. Stay with us after Heavenly Bee and our Prince George another day for news from the desk of Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian shares great news for taxpayers in Maryland with any student loan debt. She also shares bad news from the PGPD and an update on a story we covered involving a student-teacher fistfight at Largo High School. You'll want to stay tuned for news today. Right now, though, let's hear from our Prince Georgian of the Day, Selena Dingle. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Heavenly B, here with the Prince George's Daily. And today, I'm here with entrepreneur, salon owner, um, business owner of Crown Only Kids Clothing Line, and just a plethora of other entrepreneurial pursuits. Miss Selena Dingle, say hello to my people. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this broadcast today. So how has your morning been thus far? My morning's been good. I cannot complain. It's been good. Good. So that means that you're good and ready to give us all the real about how this entrepreneurial journey is and has been for you. Yes, I'm ready. Yes. So let's start out by telling everyone where you're from. Okay. I was born and raised in the DMV area. So I've been here all my life. Ooh, so yes. Prince Georgian or Yes, Washington Prince Georges. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, we have that debate in here. Like, yes, that's true. Are you true. a Washingtonian or are you a Prince Georgian? Right. I, I know what I am. Okay. Right. <laughs> so tell me um, about your entrepreneurial journey from the first business you started up until your most recent business, which is Crown Only. Okay, the first business I started was a salon um, called Love Hair, and um, I'm in a partnership. And um, it was very scary, I cannot lie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I always wanted to have my own salon since I was a a little girl. But um, actually, dreaming it and doing it is two different things. Yeah. So it takes, one thing I learned, that it takes a lot of faith, you know. Um, Like Steve Harvey had mentioned in one of his videos, you have to jump. 
mm-hmm. and that's what it really felt like. I'm jumping, like I don't know what's going to happen. But once we did it, um, it was just like, wow, you can do it. Yeah. Like if you don't give up, you work hard, and you keep going, your dreams will come true. So do you feel like that um, starting that business built your confidence to start the next business? Yes, it still was scary, but yes, it did. It did help. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell me a little bit about Crowned Only, what products you offer and what the mission of the company is. So um, the name of my um, business is called Crown Only. It's a family business and it's a Christian apparel um, clothing line. And at first we started out with just kids because mm-hmm. I always wanted to have a family business and I wanted my two sons to be involved with the business. Right. And um, we wanted to target kids and they'd be the face of the yeah. business. But ultimately, you know, once we start doing the journey, we said, oh, no, we want shirts and, you know, clothing as well. And some of the parents as well as other adults wanted it, too. Yeah. So now it's for all ages. And, um, and what's um, the message behind it? What's the mission of the brand? So our logo, is, I mean, our slogan is um, life changing apparel. Mm-hmm. So the whole mission is to wear your faith mm-hmm. and express your love for God you know, um, don't be bold because without him, we're nothing. So that's the whole mission to be able to wear it. And, you know, it speaks life to people. It's a reminder, like one of our um, um, bestseller shirts is God got me because you're constantly reminded that God got me. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Don't stress. It's in his hands. Yep. It's my favorite shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um. So... What drew you to starting a company in this field? I know you talked about how you always wanted a family business. But did you know that the family business would be one that would uh, consist of actual clothing? Or was that something that you figured out along the way? Well, um, I'm glad you said that. Because ultimately, I did not know um, what the family business was going to be. I always wanted something to show my kids how to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and just really be involved. So it wasn't until a couple um, couple years ago that I felt like God put it on my heart mm-hmm. to start a family business, being crown only. And so once I saw that, I'm like, and giving me the vision, like, wow, this is what this is the direction. So we kind of took it and ran with it. So what? How did you come up with the the name crowned only? What was that like? So what's funny is, so I was telling my husband about it because it was my vision. So he had to come on board, of course, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, if it's family, you got to (laughs) help. But he's been an awesome partner. It's it's amazing having my husband as a partner and my kids involved as well. So once we... Once he came on board, he was we was trying to think of names. So we wrote down, I want to say, like 50 names. Mm-hmm. And we could not come up with anything. So one name in particular we came up, we thought was the name. But it happened to not be because, you know, you have to check and see if the name's available and all yeah. those things. And it wasn't available. So we got a little discouraged. But then he kept saying, something's coming to me only. And I'm like, only? What do you mean? So then that same day, Crown stood out. And mm-hmm. I was like, what about Crown only? And then when we wrote it down, it was like, oh, this is it. We felt a piece that this is the name that God wanted for our business. Okay, awesome. So now I want to go back a little bit because you mentioned something in that last statement about what it takes to make this thing a legitimate business because mm-hmm. I always talk about how we have people running around like, yeah, I got a business, I got a business. Right. But you don't have your business entity set up. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have your stuff trademarked. You run around with a name that somebody already got and you didn't even do your research on. So now, yes. as you grow, you're gonna have to flip that name because you didn't trademark it or you didn't protect your uh, your property, your intellectual right. property. So, tell the listeners a little bit about what that process looks like if they decide they want to start a business. So, yes, it is a process. You can't just start a business. I know a lot of us um, have done it that way before, but it can come back to bite you in the long run. So if you really want to secure the business that you have, you need to um, look up the trade name Mm -hmm. and go on Merlin Gov and see if it's available, Merlin Business Gov, and see if it's available. And it'll tell you if it's available. If it is, then you purchase it. Mm -hmm. And then you go on and get your tax ID. And if it's going to be an LLC, you have to – It's Google is available to look up the steps that you need to make your business a legal entity. A legal entity. Yeah. That's very important. Yep. And um, that's one lesson I always say. <laughs> I wish I would have knew earlier, but it worked right. out because I learned it before I became a millionaire or whatever. Yeah, I know. But because right. <laughs> if I became a millionaire, <laughs> somebody would be like, excuse me, that's my name. And they would have took all my exactly. money. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you learn yeah. along the way. You do. Um. Now, have you always been entrepreneurial, like since you were a little kid, or did entrepreneurship find you and say, hey, I want you, you mine now? (laughs) So for me, I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I can remember back in middle school, I was doing, my little sister was my test dummy. I would do her hair, do braids, crochet. My mother, too, she would let me do color and relaxers in her hair. Mm -hmm. So I would branch out and do my friends, and then they would refer people. I was getting paid a little bit of money, but I was making money in middle school, you know. So it's something that I've always done. Even um, graduating from high school and college, trying to get a job, a nine to five, God always closed those doors for me because mm-hmm. I now realize I'm where I'm where I should be. Right. Okay. So you mentioned a little earlier about mm-hmm. what your first business was, and then you just uh, reiterated that love for beauty by talking about what you did as a teenager or as a preteen. Yeah. So was that your dream occupation or your life to be in that industry? Did you imagine that you would be flourishing as a entrepreneur in different fields, or did you your prospectus look like beauty was the end all be all? So for me, my dream was always beauty, mm-hmm. um, the beauty industry. But I did have, you know, when you're younger, sometimes you write down your goals or different things that you want. So for me, I've always had a list of things mm-hmm. I wanted to do. And to be honest, clothing was on there. Okay. I just didn't know till later that it's going to be in the form of a family business, business being a Christian apparel line. I thought it would be maybe my own. Not to say it can't come, but yeah. that's, you know, where I was. Okay, so would you say you're living your dream? Yes, I am. Awesome. I would definitely say that. <laughs> okay, so now we get to, before we get to the bad, let's get to the good. <laughs> you know, I like to start off with fluff and butterflies and flowers right, and, right. and vanilla scent. What, are the been, what have been the most rewarding parts of being an entrepreneur? I'll say the most rewarding parts are um, seeing your vision actually come to life you know it's one thing to dream about it to have this vision have all these ideas but to actually 
see it, mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, I, did, I it. did it. It's here. You know, I never thought it would be here. And I'll even go in a little deeper with Crown Only. My sons, like, is a rewarding part because they're excited. They're excited to put on the clothes and, you know, they're involved. They even have ideas themselves, you know. So that's rewarding, too, you know, to see them be a part of it and want to learn. <laughs> okay. So now tell me about what the challenges have been on your entrepreneurial journey from the beginning. Um, I'll say the most challenging, especially for um, Crown Only being sales, I'll say is the money because you have to really put in a lot of money to make money. That's just the bottom line. So you're going to have to spend money. And the thing about it that makes it challenging is when you're dealing with sales, you don't know what's going to be appealing Mm -hmm. to your customers. You don't. You may like something, but they may not like it. So it's a lot of trial and error, which translates to a lot of money spending. (laughs) And loss. And loss until you get it. Yeah. So... What do you say to the people who say, yeah, I started my whole business with $500 and now I'm a millionaire? What do I say to them? Um, <laughs> do you believe I them? might be a little jealous, to be honest, <laughs> if that's really the case, right. if they're being honest. Can you set up all your stuff legally with $500? I, I don't believe so. Because the business aspect of getting the name, the LLC, taxes, all of those things cost more than that. Yeah. So... To make it legit, I would say no. Yeah. They probably got their product, their first couple of pieces of product for $500. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I believe. Okay. Um, what advice would you give to someone who aspires to be an entrepreneur? I know you uh, encounter people all the time who come up and they see what you're doing and they're mm-hmm. excited. They say, hey, I want to do that. Or I want to be a part of something like that. What advice do you give to them? I would say... Um, If they really want to do, you know, be their own boss or live out their dream, whatever that may be, um, follow your own heart. Mm -hmm. Don't allow other people's fears and doubts to be um, to hold you back because people are very opinionated and they're going to tell you what they fear and what they, you know, are scared of. But. You have to be strong enough to push through all that and do it. If you feel in your heart, that's what you should do. And I would say um, it's not easy. So be prepared to work, work hard, and don't give up. Keep going. Because the thing is you want to be able to see it through to say I did it. And then from there, you will either redirect yourself if you need to do things differently or you say, hey, I did it, and it's not what I want to do. At least you tried. I like that advice because we – fail to talk about that part of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. about how sometimes you do have to redirect yourself you may have to revamp you may have to scrap a whole idea yeah and come back with something else um so it's, it's it's important that you uh brought that up and what advice would you give to somebody who is already an entrepreneur and they're they found an idea that's just failing mm-hmm. to the point that they like okay i might need to go back to the drawing board how would you encourage them i would say um don't be afraid to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. to start over because i feel like in the industry of being an entrepreneur, you have to constantly reinvent yourself. Yeah. You're not going to know if you didn't try, you yeah. know? So I try to live by the motto, no regrets, just life experiences. 
that's and true. that's the best way that you can to learn. Yeah. You know, somebody can tell you all day, but when you go through that, you're like, oh, let me do this. Mm-hmm. Or let me try it this way. And keep trying till you get it right. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, how do you define success? <laughs> that's funny. Um, so how I define success may be different, <laughs> but for me, success, um, one, God has to be in it for mm-hmm. me because without him, I'm nothing. Like he's given me the talent, mm-hmm. the dreams, you know, so I need him to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And also I need that balance of, um, family to be able to live, not just work, 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 work. Right. I want to be financially stable, but it's not all about the money for me. Yeah. So I in a peace of mind, that's success to me. <laughs> you know, joy, the things money can't buy. Yeah. You know, living and being there for my family and um, you know, living my dream, walking in my purpose. That's right. success for me. Okay. What does the next uh five years look like? And this is a double part double part question. Okay. I wanna know what the first five years look like for Crown Only. Mm-hmm. And I also wanna know what the next five years look like for Selena. And um, I was just prefacing this question with my last guest by saying what I'm going to say to you now. And you know me, so you'll probably know this. My, one of my gifts is being able to pull people to speak the vision and to, to speak those things that they scared to speak because the dreams seem too big. Mm-hmm. So don't, when, you, when something comes to your mind that's a big vision, don't think, hmm, that might be big. Just say it because mm-hmm. it's not too much for me. I love Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. people to get that out there because the more you speak it, the more you can believe it and the more you can pursue it. Okay. So first tell me what the next five years look like for Crown Only. So the next five years for Crown Only, hopefully um, we're in stores, may even have our own storefront. Yeah. Because um, right now we're online, um, apparel line. So that's what I would say for Crown Only. And, of course, um, more merchandise and different things. Just a variety of things that fit everyone. Okay. That would be comfortable wearing. Um, as far as for me, um, it's funny you ask that because I'm like, did I think about this already? <laughs> I haven't. But now that you say it and I'm thinking, um, for me, I see I have a lot of gifts, I'll say, and talents. So I struggle with being honest. Um, I struggle with, can I do it all? Mm-hmm. And I feel like God constantly remind me, you can with me. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have other things that I want to do. So definitely I, w- I will be financially stable mm-hmm. in the next five years. I will be able to not work as much, but just be. So you'll be flourishing, not stable. Because yes. stable is now. You want to yes. be. Flourishing. Yeah, flourishing. flourishing. <laughs> yeah. And I will be um, living my best life. <laughs> I ain't going back. Oh. <laughs> and um, no, but honestly, like um, just working on the next thing. Okay. I have a couple of other things in mind. So just different businesses, um, not just other So you want to be crown. a serial entrepreneur? Yes. All right. So that's what it's going to be in the next five years to come. Period. <laughs> okay. How can we connect with you online and on social media so that all my people can see what you're doing and keep up with your events and keep up with your product and purchase. So, like I said, we have an online store, www.crownonly.com, where you can purchase things. I know holidays is coming up, so go ahead and um, check us out. We're also also on Instagram. 
um, Crown Only and Facebook. You can follow us to keep updated to what we've got going on, and we'll love to post different things that you purchase. So send us your pictures too. Yes. And what's your social media name? Selena D. Hair is my social. <laughs> Just in case you know, you guys need to get prepped um, yes. for your holiday parties and things of that nature. Yes. You can also check that out. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. This has been a fun and interesting conversation. You're my I th- pleasure. I enjoyed myself. Yay! Mm-hmm. I think um, people will get a lot that they need to to pursue their dreams. And 2020 is here, so it's going to be a lot of dream pursuing going on. Well, it's been your girl, Heavenly Bee, guys, with the Prince George's Daily. Until tomorrow, good day. Hi, Prince George's County. I am Lillian Torres, and here is the latest news for today. Maryland Governor Larry Hagen has announced the awarding of nearly nine million dollars in tax credits for Maryland residents with student loan debt. The governor announced the tax credits Monday. The administration says there were 9,600 applicants who were eligible for the student loan debt relief tax credit. There were 6,331 eligible applicants who attended in state institutions who will each get $1,000 in tax credits. There were 3,269 eligible applicants who attended out-of-state institutions who will receive $813 each in tax credits. Last year, the Maryland Higher Education Commission awarded 9,484 Maryland residents tax credits under the initiative. Two officers with the Prince George's County Police Department were involved in separate accidents on Monday. One where an officer was hit and another involving a fender bender that led to a fugitive trying to escape custody. Police said both incidents happened between 4.30 p.m. and 5 p.m., with the first accident happening closer to 4.30 on Martin Luther King Highway near Columbia Road. An officer reportedly was trying to get out of his car to perform a traffic stop when they were hit by a car passing the police cruiser. Police said the officer received only non-life-threatening injuries and that the driver who hit the officer did stay at the crash scene. Police did not say what the officer was initially performing the traffic stop for and if anyone has been charged for the traffic stop or for the officer being hit. The second accident was around 4.45 p.m. near Ritchie Road on the Marlboro Pike. PGPD said that its officer rear-ended the back of a dump truck while transporting a fugitive. The department added that the fugitive did try to escape but was brought back into custody. No injuries or charges have been reported in this crash. A Prince George's County teacher had a child abuse charge against her dropped in a case where she allegedly assaulted a 17-year-old student. Vivian Norrie, 36-year-old, still faces a second-degree assault charge for the November 15 fight at Largo High School. According to officials, the student was upset with the teacher for contacting her parents the night before and approached the teacher. Police said the student admitted to stepping on the teacher's foot and bumping into the teacher with her shoulder. Then the teacher repeatedly struck the student, police said. School employees stepped in to separate the two. 
but according to police, the student grabbed the teacher from behind and repeatedly struck her before getting separated once again. Police said detectives are petitioning for charges against the student through the juvenile court system. Because the student is a juvenile, the police will not be releasing any additional details regarding the charges against the student. The assault was caught on cell phone video that spread on social media. Police said officers were notified and investigators went to the school. 15-year-old sophomore Martin Mentu recorded much of the video on the fight on his phone and shared it with a friend. Within minutes, that video had made its way to social media and gained thousands of views. Nori was hired in November 2018, school officials said. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed the on the opinions Prince George's Daily Podcast Prince George's do not necessarily represent, not necessarily those, of represent those of Prince George's Community its College its or its employees, employees or its the producers of the Prince the George's, of the Prince George's are, Daily Podcast are, are, have a lot to say. Mod Smalls, Josh Smallkin, Josh Brian Boykin, Brian Dring, and Sean is executively produced and is executively by produced by Tune in tomorrow as we tomorrow discussion continues our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. The Prince George's Daily.